that's how I start the show. Consistency. That's his catchphrase. Like I'm saying, but you talk about consistency, and that's what we do. We back at it again. Like I don't understand. All right. Another week, another episode. We are here. It's Cheyenne and Dougie Fresco. Well, this is Doug. weird. I'm on the other side of the intro, but all right, I'm I know. here. I'm here. <laughs> it's cool. We gotta we try are some different things. Back at it again. Hey, and... there it goes. What's up? <laughs> and I am actually back in good old Phoenix, Arizona. Back in the heat. Feels good. Uh, the- Hey, but it's it's trying to turn down a little bit. Like it's it's at that point in the season where, you know, it's not a hundred and five, it's only ninety-nine, you know? So we gotta celebrate the small wins. You're right, because ninety nine is a nice day. Ninety nine is cool in Phoenix. I'll take ninety nine. Anything double digits, I'm good. Yeah, double du- if we out here on dubs, we good. As soon as it gets to triples, <laughs> it's like do you have a, a a golf threshold out here? Like I feel like over one oh five, I just can't do it. Well, I would say in the summer or this time of year in general, I just don't go out on the course anytime after noon. So I'm a, you know, I'm a morning person. So regardless of the temperature, I'm out there like crack of dawn. And if it hits, you know, 105 by 10 a.m., I might be out of there pretty soon, but dang! I hope you got your work in because you know I, <laughs> that's we do why you know get that there you, at six. Hey, we know she practices her short game for two Here hours. Here we go. Day, Here we go. As well as uh, her full swing <laughs> for another two hours. Here <laughs> we go. <laughs> but, I love that commercial. I get proud when I see that commercial. I laugh every oh damn gosh. time. That commercial has been on for like three years too long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but they get they they get their money's worth. I hope you're getting them residuals out of that. At, no, uh, but but okay. <laughs> It is a great organization and they do great work. Okay. They do. So. Nah, real talk. Shout out to Volunteers of America. But look, yes. Shy, we got a very different topic. I had to think through it. Okay. So I want to talk about golf superstitions and golf quirks, right? Because I think they kind of go together. So I find it interesting thinking about this myself, right? The bigger the event, the way more superstition y, quirky I get as it relates to like prep, uh, uh, my sock length, et cetera. I know we'll get into it. It's a, it's wow. a long topic. It's it's long. My okay. question to you though, when you're out traveling and playing, are you noticing other people's kind of quirks or superstitions? For example, Jack Nicklaus liked to have three coins in his pocket and three T's and some shit. You know, I don't know if you read any of those little articles. I feel like the thing with golfers and baseball players, I would say, are two sports or two types of athletes that you do see the quirks and the superstitions because You have that time over the ball in your routine, whatever that you think is going to help you, whatever your habits are. Like I know a lot of golfers have, whether it's the waggle or they lift up their sleeve. Glove tug. Like it's just, yeah, yeah, a little bit that maybe like fixing your hat a little bit behind the ball, but the little quirks. um, I personally have always said I don't have superstitions at all, but in this last stretch of tournaments, I've definitely noticed I am a very superstitious person. I don't do the same thing every time, but if I'm playing like this last tournament, we had some rain in the morning. So I had, you know, my, all my rain gear on my rain jacket at the turn, got a little hot, but I was playing well. (laughs) So I was like, should I take the jacket off? I'm on a roll right now. I just made two birdies. I'm hot. And I'm physically hot and sweating, but this jacket is working. So I don't know. It's little things like that that I'm superstitious about that I just think will affect my play. And I just stick with it. I, I think that's hysterical. I'm like that with golf balls, for example. Like if I if I get off to a bad start 
and I got a brand new ball and I, it's got no scratches on it, but I played three holes and I'm like three over. I'm throwing the ball in the woods. It's gone. Like, Never to be seen that again. That ball is out of here. But I feel like that's the same situation. That's the same situation with your jacket. It's like, you know what? I'm doing well. I don't know if I want to change yeah. anything going on right now. Right. I think the worst one that I noticed, and I didn't realize how crazy it was, so I was telling somebody about it. I was playing so well. I was going to the 17th tee, and I just... I had to pee really bad. <laughs> this might be TMI, whatever. Everyone, ha everyone has to pee on the golf course. And I was like, there's only two holes left. I think I was three under at the time. There's only two holes left. I could make it, but we got time. Let me just go pee really quick. So I peed and I finished bogey double. And I was like, ah, oh, I should, probably shouldn't have peed. So the next day, same situation, two <laughs> holes to play. I had to pee. I was like, no. I'm not doing it today. Why would you I'm going to hold it and I'm going to finish these holes out. And I finished par par. And I'm going to tell you it's because I didn't pee. All right. So same scenario with U.S. Women's Open. I guess you're not going to pee. No, I'm going to hold it. And um, <laughs> it works. You just. Honestly, though, first, I folks. do think it's because <laughs> I'm going to stop here because let's go on to something else. <laughs> oh, no, you are. Hey, look, you, this is about no BS, man. This is what we're here for. Like, how are you going to stop? Sometimes when you really have to pee, you are like really just like tuned into your swing. You're not any extra movements, you know, because sometimes it's a little painful, you know, when you really have to pee. So if you do pee and you're just a little too loose, you know, like you feel a little too free, and I think that's what screwed me up. So I think that the people need to know, hold it, unless you're playing. Why bad, would you? Why would you let out, that out? But, we um, should have saved that for let's get technical later. We, <laughs> that's what we should have. Look, look. <laughs> if you're coming down the stretch of the tournament, don't pee. <laughs> like, don't just, just don't just hold it. You can hold it and just grind it out because. That's, That's the, the secret, secret sauce. I tell you what, there's a lot of other secret <laughs> sauces out there. You know, I was looking up some golf superstitions, and I found some interesting ones yes. out there. You know, um, I don't remember Let's who they were, but some of the superstitions where they have to have three T's, three coins, like mm. in different denominations, uh, etc. I find that interesting because I have a, I have a, a, a pocket setup that's kind of always consistent. Mm. Always go, always have a quarter and a penny. Don't judge me. Really? I start with five T's in my pocket, on my right pocket, and then the coins go in my left pocket with my divot tool. It's weird. I know. Didn't you just tell me, though, you have no superstitions, you're just quirky? Yeah, that's a quirk, though. Like, I feel like I got some hybrid <laughs> areas. We're going to get into it, Shy, but I got to have my pocket situation okay, situated. Okay, so that's considered a quirk. So what happens if you, you just don't have a quarter and a penny or you only have four T's, what goes on? What happens during your round? I won't be in that scenario. I have You're always prepared dollars of quarters in my, in my bag. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got, I got oh, a roll of quarters wow. in my golf. Like somebody going to jack my quarters. Now I go play with them, but I keep a roll of quarters. Right. And I never have a ball mark. I got so you. Next time we play, I'm, I got, definitely, I'm definitely, I got like the five dollar roll, you know what I'm saying? Just in there of, of quarters. <laughs> but I used to be really weird. Like I've I've calmed down the quarter game a little bit because I used to only mark with like quarters during the years of 1960. And I don't know if you've ever tried to find a 60s quarter. It's very difficult. I'm just oh being honest gosh. with you. You're way worse. I'm just worse saying. Like I had to have a 60s quarter. <laughs> I think I got that from Billy Horschel. Man, he used to do that in college. Is that because you want to shoot in the 60s? It was like an omen. Like you want to see the number. You want the okay. numbers that you want to summon like on your person. That was like my attitude at the time. You know, now I'm like, 
I've actually calmed it down a little bit. As long as the quarter's in the 70s or from Kentucky, I'm cool. So when you get quarters, are you like hunting out the 70s and the Kentucky? What do you do? Okay, and you just throw those straight in the bag. If, if, you know, nowadays it's hard to use cash, right? How often are you really paying with cash in this corona space? Right. There is a coin shortage, so you might be hoarding all the coins. You know, I don't appreciate that attitude right there. You're making me feel guilty (laughs) about my golf situation. I don't care about as long as I got them quarters shot. <laughs> as long as I got them quarters, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there, okay. I feel like I'm about to be outed in this episode and I'm gonna sound way weirder. <laughs> Is that a word? More weird? I don't know. I'm gonna sound way Both. more weird than I really am in real life. I gotta play with a line on my golf ball. It's just me. I can't play with like an unlined ball. Like the putting line. When you say you can't play without a line, does that mean you just don't play well? It just doesn't feel right? Or you just Well, feel I like use the line. I use the line, line, you know, f- for putting. So I have to have a line on the ball. And I like to be able to have that to kind of tell me and point me where to go. Because I feel like sometimes blind. So even on the tee box, I've got like a little quirk, kind of like Tiger. You know, a lot of people uh, don't know, but Tiger always tees his, the line on his ball is always vertical when he tees it up. And then he uses the line when he puts. So, you know, I'm, I kind of, I kind of stole that from him a little bit. That's one, you know, but that's, that's, that's a normal one. Like that's kind of normal. A lot of people use line. You use a line. The line. I mean the line. Yes. So I'm 50, 50 about it. So, you know, it's funny. I, I got one though, that I don't, only one person has ever noticed that I actually do this. And I think it's more of like a Tourette than it is like a actual like superstition or quirk. Because if you ever play golf with me, before I hit every shot, when I'm behind the ball and I'm looking at the target and I'm walking into the to the shot, you'll always notice that I tap the tap the ground with that club head. I don't know where I got it from. I don't know why I do it, but it doesn't feel right if I don't tap the ground before I hit a shot. No, I haven't. But now I'm thinking about my routine. I know uh, in my putting routine, it's not a superstition, but maybe it's a quirk, but it's something that I consciously did put into my routine because when I was struggling with my putting or whatever, I added, it's so simple. But before I approach the putt, I wipe off the face of my putter head. And what that does is give me a sense of like, like a different sense of feel and touch of just like breaking up the overthinking or overanalyzing of the putt. But to have that actual like touch in my hands is a good routine of just reminding yourself of being in the moment I'm here. It was weird. I saw a sports psychologist, saw Lynn and Pia Nielsen, and they helped me add that into my routine as a form of like releasing anxiety. So little things like that. Yeah. Little things like that, whether it's a quirk or superstition or just the mental side of it, adding it to your routine, it actually does help. I'm going to take it back for you, Shy. College golf, boom, senior year. This is the weirdest quirk I have. This is, this, is, this is actually a superstition. Senior, I was like, you know, captain of the golf team. You can't tell me shit. So when we got in the van to go to the event, we had our allotments passed out for the tournament. You know, you got a couple dozen balls for championship. I went through all the freshmen and stole. Well, I didn't steal it. We swapped their number one balls for and they they got my threes and fours so i had all boxes of numbered one golf i won't play a tournament without a number one golf ball i won't do it that I don't sounds know. like a superstition just, that's definitely a superstition and p.s i will never play a golf ball with the number three on it why 
because I don't want to ever see the number three before I putt ever before, before I putt. putt when I'm lining the ball up I don't want to I don't want to see three <laughs> never so that's that if I have a golf superstition that's, that's it right funny. damn there I'm mm-mm. You know what? It's it's funny. Like when I'm mid round or I'm starting a, a round, I don't ever have a ball that I have to play. Like I'm not a big numbers person, but when I do pick a ball in my mind, the thought crosses like I pull out a Bridgestone four. I'm like this this four probably means I'm gonna have four birdies on my front nine. So I'm gonna. I'm going to play this ball today. And I was like, well, no, should I play the one? That line is a little sharper on it. Like, nope, that's one birdie. We need four birdies. I'm going to play the Bridgestone four today. So, hey, that's a thing. That's a thing. I'm not going to hate on you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it is a not. thing. And the thing that I've learned about superstitions is that, no, it's not a fact that they actually work or that you have some extra sense of control if you give in to them or use them or have them. But I do believe if you truly believe in the superstition, it is a positive reinforcement of whatever positive performance you want to have. Because you have that routine, you have that little bit of just internal control of what you're doing, and you have that superstition that you believe in that might be crazy to yeah. everybody else. But it does give you that extra boost of Yeah, I mean, Confucius right? said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. I think that's dope. That's, you know, that echoes to your statement. If you think you can have, you know, use the four ball and get four birdies, bam. That's in your psyche. That's what you're going to look forward to. That's what you're going to play toward. And I think that's that's a likely outcome, especially how many fairways you hit it. Shit. Yeah, and I, I do think it could be a negative, though, because I have to say I was dating this guy a while back. And this was a red flag. Oh, this I was a red this. flag when what I heard say? him say this. I was getting ready for a tournament and I was putting on my black shoes, getting ready to go, put on my black golf shoes. And he's like, why are you wearing those? I was like, because they match. And he's like, well, you played bad the last time you wore those. And I was like, why would you say that? I was so pissed that he said that. So don't ever put your negative superstitions or negative quirks on me. That's cold-blooded though. I feel like Not he was no, like, I don't know, was he trying to look out for you? Was he trying to like be rude? That's a, that's an asshole thing to say to somebody I don't know. else. It doesn't work though. Yeah. So you have to be careful of your negative superstitions cuz just like the positive ones can work, the negative ones can affect yeah. you as well. No, I hear you. I hear you. But, you know, on my line of superstition, Shy, one that I think is kind of weird. I don't know. I believe in karma. Goes around, comes around. When you don't fix the ball mark or you don't repair the divot, then that ball that you hit in the trees is likely going to bounce out of bounds. That's just how I've, I I always think that. I've always thought that. I don't know. Are you similar there or no? Yeah, I think it's maybe, yeah, superstition kind of karma thing. You have ball to, marks you have on to the fix grain, that stuff. That's, I feel like that's how my balls that yes. I do hit offline bounce out into the fairway because the last hole I took the time to fix the divot on 16. Yes. That's, that, that's, that's exactly why, like, there's no why. other explanation. That's exactly why. Like, you there is the no, bounces. it's like, you know what? You treated me well. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You, you try to make the course heal quick. Oh, there you go. That bullshit you just hit in the trees. Yes. Fairway, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. I got a, I got a lot yeah, of quirks, man. A nice payback. Oh, um, I have a question because I have heard this one a lot. Do you think it's good luck or bad luck to start your round with a birdie? My attitude has changed regarding that. Or bogey. So I'll okay. say this. So? I'll say this. Or bogey, I'm, right. When I was back playing in like college, I would have rather made a bogey to, than a birdie at first on some superstition shit. As soon as I make that first bogey, 
like I wake up to the round, like I'm aware now. It's like sometimes it's like you sleep into the round. You might go par par yeah, and you're okay. like, you know what? I'm, this round's boring already. And then you get that bogey. You say, oh shit, hold up. Let me let me go ahead and get my mind right and get get this get these next par fives together because uh, I can't start right. like this. But I feel like as I got older, right. like that first hole birdie made me feel one step closer to 48. <laughs> like you know, it's like I'm a birdie all mm. these holes today. And then don't birdie the first yeah. two. Like that's that's where it starts to get loosey. <laughs> Like what is yeah, happening? Don't, don't give me like a what short par four here? and a short par five back to back, and I'm like two under after two. I'm gonna shoot a, I'm gonna shoot a thousand. And your mind gets racing. <laughs> yeah, I'm shooting. It's, it, uh, I'm done. It's all I, downhill I, from I, here. I feel like I should just walk off the course if I start birdie bird. Or it just draws the crazy to it. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not with this whole yes. spikeless golf revolution. I'll be honest with you. I have a hard time playing golf and unspiked mm-hmm. shoes. Oh, so you're not into the whole tennis shoe fad and the I feel nubs. like a lot of tennis shoes are, like, to make them comfortable and to add the tread or whatever, they have to be so high off the ground. I'm so damn high that I can't, like... You can't feel the ground. It's like everything's a different yeah, height. And, and it's like, you know what, just give me some now. flat shoes <laughs> with spikes, please. Keep it traditional. Keep it old school. Get that traction. I, I always go towards a more traditional golf shoe, too. I like the spikes. I'm with you. Well, you know what, Sha? I think it's safe to say that between you and I, I, I definitely have the more superstition and the quirks, which is kind of embarrassing. I thought you'd have more, but uh, after my pee story, that's I legendary, though. Are I you will kidding me? I will say no. I'm just saying, like, I have more quirks and superstitions. You, you pretty just kind of go with the flow, and I respect that. I wish do. I could be more like you, but you know what? I'll just give all my fours to you when I play <laughs> golf, and you can just give me all your ones. Because per our conversation, you don't use ones because you're only gonna make one Perfect. birdie, and you like the fours, and I'm never gonna play a four. All right, let's do it. I'll take your threes too. I'll take three. All right, bet. That then works. I, and twos are for provisional. Twos are for provisional. Oh my goodness! All these balls that go to waste out of your dozens. Yeah. There's a few. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few. But, hey, it is what it is, man. And uh, shout out to all the people that have helped me with my uh, ball consumption over the years. Thank you so much. So it's time to get technical now. And we mentioned it briefly before, the most important part of the game, putting. And how exactly do we mark our balls on the putting green, whether for alignment, focus, or just to get a good feel of Try to make some putts because you know, that's funny. what we all want to do. I like that you use the word focus because Jordan Speed uses a unique, you know, marking on his golf ball to, to help him like zone in. He puts a Z on his golf ball for him to zone in or focus or like try to get everything to kind of zoom in. But, you know, to the topic at hand, putting with a line or, or not with a line, I putt with a line. I use the, 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 the line to, to aim the ball line so that I can aim my putter face. I have a hard time of like accepting what's straight is that if that makes any sense at all yeah. real golfers you guys will understand real golfers about. so having a line on it like really helps me uh, uh aim the putter face and actually stroke toward something right you know uh, i get that yeah you said earlier shy that you're 50 50 on the line how are you 50 50 like are you using like is it long putts versus short putts 50 50 or is it just like you know what? i don't feel like lining this bitch up right now i'm gonna just roll it like how do you use that well, I'll say almost 100% of my putts outside of 20 feet, I'm not using a line. Very, very rarely do I use a line. I am more of a feel player where I'm seeing, I'm visualizing the arc of the putt. I'm seeing maybe a spot. I just want to roll it over. Um, and I've tested 
where I use a line versus not using a line. And it really doesn't help me. Um, I would say inside of five feet, I love having that very detailed, very specific line um, that I can trust and just kind of release any tension or um, extra chatter in my brain of worrying, am I aligned straight? All I need to do is focus on that line, trust that I'm aligned correctly and just stroke it. So for me, it's inside five feet, maybe 10 feet. And then outside I'm, I'm totally free. I'm just kind of putting to a spot and letting it roll over and seeing it fall into the hole. See, not to put thoughts in your head, right? I'm a preface. Okay. (laughs) But I feel like at 20 feet, I'm still aiming at something that's roughly five feet, you know, in front of me, et cetera. So my question is, is why would you not take advantage of, you know, the same kind of input from a five footer to a 20 foot? Because for me, I feel like there's so much space between the ball and the hole. And yes, I always have a point, whether it's halfway or maybe 10 feet out from where I'm putting from. Um, A lot of times I'm not a linear putter. So I see the line arcing. And so for me, if I line up, like say I see this mark, I want to roll the ball right outside it might actually break before getting to that spot. And like my body can feel it and sense it. But if I line up my mark, I might line it up incorrectly. I feel like my body knows it better Mm. than me trying to manually align it. That if I can just see it. Makes sense. And put to that spot, my body does it better than me manually trying to guide it there. That's how I feel. Everyone is so different. And I think that's what people need to know as well. Like what works for me won't work for you or somebody else. So you really have to test it out. I've put it with lines. I've, I've, I've tried this. For me, I cannot find where my start line is if I don't have a line pointing toward it. Like I, you know, because I'm the guy that has the, you know, checks the line with the edge of the, the putter shaft to make sure I'm aiming at the start point that I want to be on, okay. et cetera. And I feel like that's what gives me the freedom. When I know that my line is straight, I'm so free to just make my stroke and, and feel like I'm going to get it out of the hole. And that, I think, is the most important part of this whole conversation is doing what frees you up on the green, whether it is lining it up to a very specific start line or not using a line at all and just using your eyes to truly feel and see the line that you're putting to. Whatever you can do to truly free yourself up is what you want to try and do consistently. Hey, freedom. That's it. That's the name of the game when you put in. Hey, Cheyenne, appreciate you as always hanging out with us. Birdie's Not BS, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You know how to find us. I want to hear from you guys about your quirks and your superstitions. What is it that you have to accomplish with your pre-round setup or your whatever? Like, what do you have to do to play good golf? We want to hear about it. Let us know.